Hey y'all, welcome to Southern Bells. Hey y'all, it's Brittany and Beth. So we're glad that you could join in with us today to listen. Again, if you're interested, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Bells Faith, Food, and Fitness. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Southern Bells. This is Brittany. Um, So we're back into our pockets of praise. And um, if you missed Sunday's episode, we talked a little bit from the book of Psalms, but we also just talked about life a little bit. Um, Today, God has kind of led me to share with you in the book of Psalms again. Um, That's kind of what these prayer pockets are going to revolve around is Psalms and Proverbs. Um, I feel led to just start with prayer this morning. So if you will, please bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just count it a blessing to be able to be in your home this morning, Lord God, to be able to share your word in agreement together. Lord, we pray that you will just help us to have better understanding of your word, Lord God. We pray that you will just open up our hearts to receive your message, Lord. Let our ears hear what you have to say. God, we pray that you will just continue to watch over us throughout this day. And Lord, continue to help us stay focused on you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Psalms 50, this is what it says. It says, the mighty one God, the Lord speaks. He summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting, from Zion, the perfection of beauty. God appears in radiance. Our God is coming. He will not be silent. Devouring fire precedes him and a storm rages around him. On high, he summons heaven and earth in order to judge his people. Gather my faithful ones to me, those who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Okay. Had a conversation with someone just recently about the Old Testament ways and how they differ significantly from what uh, God requires of us in today's times. And here's why. The ultimate sacrifice, right? Jesus Christ. We just had Easter. Jesus went and died on the cross. He paid that price for our atonement. That means that all of these sacrifices went out the window. What that does not mean, though, is that you can just sin freely without remorse or without penalty or without having true judgment. It means you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You must admit daily that there's an issue with your sinful human nature and you have to accept the Lord and strive to do better right and that's what God is telling them right here he says gather my faithful ones to me those who made a covenant with me by sacrifice a covenant is a bond a promise So the next scripture says, The heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God is the judge. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or for your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your household or male goat from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. 
I know every bird of the mountain and creatures of the field. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world would be everything in it is mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice a thank offering, God, and pay your vows to the Most High. Call on me in a day of trouble. I will rescue you, and you will honor me. So God's saying, like, he doesn't need these burnt offerings. The same as he doesn't need us to do his work. He doesn't need us to provide for him. He is there to provide for us. He's there to care for us. He's telling Israel that he doesn't really need his burnt offerings for a purpose other than them showing their true, diligent acceptance and honor and reverence of him as God. But God says to the wicked, what right do you have to recite my statues and to take my covenant on your lips? You hate instruction and fling my words behind you. When you see a thief, you make friends with him and you associate with adulterers. You unleash your mouth for evil and harness your tongue for deceit. You sit mal-aligning your brother, slander your mother's son. You have done these things and I kept quiet. You thought I was just like you, but I will rebuke you and lay out the case before you. Understand this, who you forget, God or I. Let me try that again. Verse 22, understand this, you who forget God, or I will tear you apart and there will be no one to rescue you. Whoever sacrifices a thank offering honors me, and whoever orders his conduct, I will show him the salvation of God. Ooh. Okay, friends. So we hear how God feels about those that love and accept him. And we hear about those who dishonor and rebuke him. <clears throat> he calls them wicked. I don't know about you, but when I read the part where it says, you have done these things and I kept silent, you thought I was just like you. It really made me think about what happens in the church sometimes, how churches get torn apart, right? If you read the next sentence, understand this, you who forget God, or I will tear you apart. There will be no one to rescue you. Right? How often do churches get torn apart from the inside? And then they just crumble. Interesting. Interesting. You know, we do serve a jealous God. A God that wants our undivided attention. He wants us to focus on Him and to praise Him and honor only Him. He doesn't want us to have multiple gods. He doesn't want us to be committed to multiple higher powers, right? Because there's not one. There, It's, it's him. He, there's one supreme being in three trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we were at church on Sunday and you've felt it if you've come to our church for a good while that the Spirit is trying hard to move in the church. You can feel the presence of God and you know that it is there, 
But sometimes we hold back. We hold back out of fear. I'm guilty of it, friends. I'm sorry. We hold back out of fear. Um, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? I don't even know what I'm saying when the spirit is upon me. Sometimes it's just free flowing from me. But we should not hinder the spirit of God. So on Sunday we were having prayer. My aunt had come up and asked for prayer for her grandson. And um, y'all know my dad's a pastor. But as my dad was praying and anointing my aunt to stand in for her grandson and um, the power of God just came down on him and he was just weeping and weeping and weeping in the spirit of God. And he was, he was just moved so strongly by the power of God in this moment. I'm sure not everyone understood it. But on one hand, you have my aunt who has battled with mental illness her entire life and who is held bondage by her mind at times. And y'all, that's a hard thing. Mental illness is a hard thing. Dealing with chronic depression and dealing with chronic anxiety and dealing with like schizophrenia, bipolar, you know, like a lot of those things are in our family. Sometimes we know them, sometimes we don't know them, but we never know what someone else is going through. I really honestly believe in that very moment as my dad was praying and weeping in the spirit and as we gathered and prayed around her, that God was petitioning her mind. God was rebuking the enemy that tries to cause that doubt and confusion. And God was using that moment to bring clarity to her. And she actually prayed herself in that moment over her own grandchild. And it was a powerful thing. It was powerful. And Whenever you have a service like that and you can feel the power of God, I sometimes pray in the spirit and I can't control that. And so some of you may not be familiar with that and you're like, what does that mean? It means that you're in such a connected state in your mind and in what you're doing in your direct line of connection to Jesus Christ that your spirit begins to pray what needs to be prayed, not you. Um, sometimes it's speaking in tum tongues. Sometimes it's uttering in the spirit. Sometimes it's weeping in the spirit. Sometimes it's proclamation, giving a message. Sometimes it's receiving a message that has been given. You know, Beth and I have talked a lot about how people will talk about their conscience you know, if you're a Christian, that's the Holy Spirit's guidance. You should listen to it. But <clears throat> I think the purpose of this set of scriptures is to remind us that God is our only judge. God judges the wicked and God judges the righteous. We have a choice, sweet friends. We absolutely have a choice. Something that just caught my eyes. I glanced back over my Bible 
Psalms 49 verse 3 says, My mouth speaks wisdom. My heart's meditation brings understanding. I turn my ear to proverb. I explain my riddle. Why? Who should I fear in times of trouble? The iniquity of my foes surrounds me. Right? We have to trust God. We have to put our trust in God, not in money, not in mankind, not in riches, not in wealth, not in things of this lifetime, but the things that are yet to come. Happy Tuesday, friends. Have an amazing rest of your day. Uh, be mindful. Be a good human. <laughs> Do something generous or nice today to show your connection to God. Even if that means you tell someone you're going to pray for them and then you actually pray with them, right? That can be such a big blessing. Please bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, God, for the blessings that you've given us. God, we thank you for your word as a reminder that you and only you judge us. Lord, that one day we will stand accountable for what we believe, what we think, how we feel. God, we're reminded that every day we have to take up our cross to Calvary, Lord, and and we have to make that atonement through Jesus Christ. God, we're thankful that you did send your son that we might have life and life eternally. God, I'm thankful that you sent your son that we don't have to continue to make those sacrifices of animals. Lord, we know that your son was the perfect lamb without spot or without blemish. Lord, I can't begin to thank you enough for what you've done for me in my life, Lord. And for Beth and her family, Lord, and our families that listen to us, God, we're blessed people. Lord, we pray that you will just continue to help us stay focused. Lord, we pray for those that have drifted astray. Dear Heavenly Father, wherever they're at in their path or their journey, God, we pray that you will just light up their pathway, that it will be illuminated like a beacon in the night. Dear Heavenly Father, they will have no doubt whatsoever that you are the God of gods. You are the great I am, and that is the way to go. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye, y'all.